Let's get it started in hot. All right, let me stop. <laughs> well, welcome to the place where I talk sometimes to other people, sometimes to myself. But I do all of this while I mark up some charts and talk about whatever's on my mind. This is Diosis Trading. All right. What do I feel like talking? Let's talk about living in the projects, all right? Let, let's just talk about that first because every time I decide to record something, do a video, maybe even just the podcast with recording my audio, some loud noise wants to start. And I think I think they just wait for me to start doing something in order for them to start doing whatever they need to do. If you live in the projects, you can relate, right? You can relate. But anyways, make it down to these charts. Oh, how has my trading been? That's a great question that nobody asked. But you know what? I'm going to tell you anyways. Well, this week, I'm probably two and two. Um, the market just finished consolidating for learn, for Lord knows how long. Don't you just hate that? Don't you just hate when you're trying to trade, you have a strategy? I'm a trend trader, right? I love trading trends and just getting in very simple highs and lows boom i make my money i get out but don't you just hate when price likes to consolidate you know what happens to me a lot i'll get in a trade and then out of nowhere it just starts consolidating as soon as i enter the trade it starts it's trending the entire time and as soon as i get in the trade now it wants to consolidate now it wants to start spiking going crazy up and down sideways like come come on man come we was just cool it was trending it was going one way what happened what happened nah of course so i had to do something a little different and this is and this is something that i i kind of appreciate myself putting in this amount of work for because when i first started trading in the beginning i realized that there's a lot of information i need to learn and I had this moment to myself where I said, okay, there's no way if I pay attention to everything that I'm going to get it. So there's, there's, there's no way that I'm going to be able to get to where I want to be as far as the level of trading if I try to do everything at one time. So you know what? I started with just figuring out what I'm looking at on the chart. You know what? Yeah, this is this episode is going to be about the process of learning to trade as another trade hit my stop loss come on man i think it was a i think it was like a a very short a very short um oh no yeah i already got it this trade never mind never mind i just didn't get rid of the alert we good we good we good panic there for a second i was about to say yeah so that trade in particular was euro usd it is february 23rd 11 16 a.m eastern time so you guys can see exactly what i'm talking about it hit 1.13070 but i already got out way above like 13200 um yeah so i got in the trade price shot up came back down then it started consolidating and then it decides to break down a little bit to an area that i already had marked up but anyways that's not the point. Let's talk about the process of learning to trade with the Osis Trades. All right. So when I first learned to trade, it was actually with stocks. Funny story, right? It was actually with stocks. So 
I was working with a company called Primerica and I was using it as an internship because I went and got my associates in accounting and my bachelor's in financial planning. And then my school said, well, yeah, in order for us to graduate, you complete all the classes, but we need you to do an internship. Yeah, yeah, they, I live in New York City. I went to school in Alfred State. They didn't give me an internship. They didn't help me with an internship because they only have connections up there in Alfred. And if you don't know where Alfred, New York is, which most people don't, it's about five hours away from New York City. Right. Now, I'm a broke college student with a low-income family. I don't have the funds to relocate to Alfred, New York in the middle of nowhere where it's cold 24-7 um, to go for an internship that I might not get paid for. You feel me? So, uh, long story short, I had to come down here in New York City where I live and find an internship. I went to, man, I, I talked to so many people. I talked to so many companies. Most of the companies that were willing to give me a chance was in Jersey. Now, at the time, I didn't have a car. I had, I think I had my license. Yeah, I had my license at the time, but there was only one car in the family. Um, worst comes to worst, you know, I could have just take public transportation. But anyways, I don't want to, I don't want to work in Jersey. I don't want to work in Jersey. Um, and I kept talking to men, well, people who I was trying to consider as a mentor and everything just wasn't working out. So, I eventually just started working at Superdry on 34th Street, and one day this uh, this girl walks in and told me about some interview. Now, I mean, told me about some opportunity. Now, if you ever worked with a network marketing company, you know that they prospect in stores, walking around. You know, they just go to different places and they get a whole bunch of referrals, and that's how they make their business. You know, that's how they recruit people and try to get sales. Uh, I got caught up in that, and because it was an insurance company, I said, okay, you know what, let me try to take advantage of this and do my internship. So long story short, I do my internship, but um, I ended up staying in there from about January of 2020 to about October of 2020. Now, as I was doing the insurance, I said, you know what, let me take some of the money that I'm making here, and let me put it to stocks, like I'm a business person, right? I like numbers. Let me figure out how to invest. So I went on Robinhood because I figured that's what most people in my predicament would do, not knowing how to trade or anything or invest, right? But you know what? We have Wall Street down here. We we in New York. And if you haven't already noticed by my accent, I, uh, yeah, I pronounce things very weird. So you're going to hear that a lot. All right, cool. So, I went down to Wall Street, and it's funny because I talked to this one person. Um, he was actually walking out of the building, and I just asked him. I said, listen, man, you got a nice suit. You look like you know what you're talking about. How do I get in there? Like, how do I work in there? And he laughed, and he looked at me. He said, you just got to know people. And I said, well, I know you now, right? He was like, it's a funny story. I got to go, but hopefully I see you in there one day. So that was my experience <laughs> in Wall Street. Uh, but no, nah, no, nah, serious story, serious story is uh, I really did do that. Um, and then he actually gave me a website where I can try and go get an internship from. Uh, they didn't accept me. Shocker. Um, and I just had to stay with the insurance company. But while I was with the insurance company, like I said, I started looking into stocks. 
and I taught myself how to uh, somewhat read a chart. I knew from college how to go to uh, Morningstar and look at the news, look at the portfolios, the financials, how to read it, what um, uh, ratios to put to it, all these formulas. So I had an idea of what to do, right? I had an idea. Problem is, yeah, you're going to see me fidgeting with this a lot. I'm, I'm fidgeting with the little, what's this, the screen for the, for the, for the mic? I'm still getting used to everything. Anyways, I know I'm supposed to keep it a certain distance away. I really don't care. Y'all can hear me. Anyways, um, so yeah, I started on Robinhood and I was focused on, this was during the beginning of the pandemic. So I missed the first drop of the pandemic. And this was as Trump was pushing the economy back up. And I had a bright idea. Hey, you know what? The airline stocks are really low right now eventually we're you know they're gonna come back up because nobody's gonna get rid of the airlines and none of the airlines like like a delta or american airlines maybe spirit because you know spirit is spirit spirit airlines if you take spirit airlines then i know you want a tight budget and you don't care about your life but point is the airlines aren't going to go nowhere, right? They're, they're, I feel like they're one of those, they're too big to fail. So that's why I started investing. I started looking at all the airlines and saying, you know what? This uh, looks like it's at a good price. Let me get in. And then that's what I did. Then from there, I just jumped around to different stocks, seeing which ones was hitting. Eventually, I ended up uh, feeling like I got smarter and started investing into um, manufacturing companies like a Boeing or... Uh, what was it, Alibaba or I don't know I might be wrong in some of those but anyways I started looking into manufacturing companies and construction companies things like that those companies who other companies need to actually run so the people who make the construction vehicles or the people who own construction vehicles you know or or even water companies right a lot of the a lot of the energy energy companies that run on water boom boom whatever like that they have all those water systems anyways long story short those were the companies i was investing in and i did a lot of research uh i watched a lot of videos a lot of articles a lot of books and i just tried to learn as much as possible but then i realized that's not the type of investing i want to do right now like it's important because I feel like stocks is definitely good for the long term, but that's just not the type of investing I want to do. So I ended up getting into uh, Forex later on, and I only got into Forex because of my friend Sean. Excuse me. <laughs> had a burp real quick. All right. So I got into Forex because of my friend Sean, who was like, listen, he, he was actually doing the stocks with me, and we was making some money. You know, we was... We was doing something with the stocks, but then he was like, listen, man, I want to get into this Forex stuff just to see what happens. So he went to IML, tried it out. Uh, we tried some of their strategies and they were shit. So, oh, so sorry, sorry for the words, but yeah, they were shit. Um, <laughs> and they just didn't, they just, I don't even know, man. I don't even, listen, I, I ain't got nothing against IML. I know some people in IML. My girl is in IML, and she's a great leader. She she knows what she's talking about. Um, me and her has worked together a whole bunch of times, and I just wish that there was more leaders like her. Uh, but that's a whole nother story, right? We got into IML at the time, and 
yeah, we tried some of the strategy. We just kept losing money. So you was like, so after a while, I was like, yeah, I, I don't really want to do this. Uh, Sean, you just take care of it. And if you figure something out, you come back, you let me know. I'm going to keep working on these stocks because that's actually what's making us money right now for the most part. So then one day he hit me up. It was September of, of 2020. He said, you know what? I want to put money into going to Arizona and learning from this company that um, that's going to teach me how to trade. If you want to come, pull up. Now, mind you, I had never like traveled outside my family before like i had never traveled you know with friends before so i was like you know what i got some unemployment money i got some stock money i got some you know uh the uh primerica money let's do this so me him and a couple other friends ended up going we learned about forex and i was i was amazed i learned so much off of that one one trip we stood there for a week and we just learned a whole bunch of things. But back to the process of learning to trade. I think the first part is just understanding what you're looking at, right? Looking at the chart and saying, yeah, I know what this candle means. You know, like I know this is a bullish candle or bearish candle. I, I know what I'm looking at, right? The next step is to identify, or at least for me, the next step was to identify my entries, Right, so the first part was just figuring out what I'm looking at. The second part was identifying my entry. How do I know where to get in? Now, there's a whole bunch of different ways, but that's really what I focused on. So, however long it took me, I believe it took me a couple months, uh, and by a couple, I mean more than two, not not just two. It took me a few months to figure out a proper entry. Now, I was using strategies that they taught me and stuff, but at the end of the day, after trading for so long, uh. And, and teaching a whole bunch of people, I just realized that the only strategy that's going to work best for you is the one that you come up with. So um, their strategies work to a certain extent, but it was only to an extent of how much I understood it. And looking back, I guess I was thinking too hard or maybe I just didn't. That strategy just wasn't for me. Right. Um, so, yeah, I focused on learning my entry figuring out what candlesticks are like, what chart patterns are like. So that's where I got into all the candlestick training, the chart patterns. I love the um, double bottoms, double tops, head and shoulders, inverted head and shoulders, and flags. Uh, rising and falling wedges and bullish and bearish flags. Those, those are all my chart patterns. I don't use nothing else. If there is anything else, I don't really use it. I know there's like teacups and stuff, but I don't really use all that stuff. I know how to recognize it, though. That's the thing. I think that's what really separated me from a lot of people that um, I was talking to at the time and trading with at the time is that they was trying to figure out how to use what they already know. And I was so focused on trying to learn what everybody else knows. You know, I, I like I like learning a lot and I like being able to have all the information I feel like the only reason professionals become professionals is because they know how to adapt to the market. And the only way you know how to adapt is to learn how everybody else trades. What information do you know that I don't know? And how can I use your information and plug it into what I'm doing so it makes sense for me? Right? I never said I was going to use your strategy. All I said was I'm going to take something from how you trade and try to apply it to how I trade to make my trading better. And that's just what I kept doing. So after I figured out my entries, then I went 
into stop losses because I had a stop loss problem. Um, I had very, I had either very large stop losses or I had very short stop losses and I couldn't find that middle ground. The biggest thing that I got from learning how to set a entry and learning how to set a stop loss is you cannot rely on a feeling. You cannot rely on, yeah, this entry feels good or looks good. Yeah, this stop loss looks good. It looks like it's big enough. You can't do that. You need rules. You need rules on how to enter and what exactly your stop loss is. You got to be able to calculate your stop loss, not just say, well, yeah, you know, I'll just, I'll just put it down here. It looks like it, it'll, it'll get there. Can't do that because you're not going to have consistency. And that was another big thing, finding consistency. It took me a lot of months to just figure out entry and stop loss. Now, once you identify your entries and your stop losses, now you got to move into managing your trade. All right. Now, there's different ways to manage a trade, right? You can literally just put your, you know, your trade in, put your entry, your stop loss, your take profits, and then allowing your trade to just go, go wherever you feel like going, right? Um, a lot of planes over here today. I know you hear that in the back. Oh, I'll probably edit it out. So anyways, uh, so yeah, after I focused on entry and stop loss, I went into managing a trade. And I should have went into setting my take profit from my entries to my stop loss to my take profit. But I went into managing my trade because at the time I had an idea of where I wanted my stop, where I wanted my take profits to go. But I really wanted to focus on um, just making sure that I know when to get out. I don't care about making money yet. I just want to protect my account. And I think that's what a lot of traders that I talk to don't necessarily focus on, like knowing how to protect your account. Um, so yeah, that was something that I really wanted to focus on. So if I'm in a trade, what has to happen for me to be like, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to close this trade now before it gets worse, you know, um, now it's kind of a little different. Now I just let it either hit take profit or I let it hit uh, stop loss. But that's just because I made my strategy like that, right? But while I was managing my trade, that's exactly what I was working on. Uh, do I want to just let my trades go and do whatever it has to do? Or do I want to manage my trades where if this happens, then I pull out the trade and that's it. Next thing I, work, I worked on was my take profits. Um... My take profits because I wanted to know, now that I know how to get out of trade, if if uh, if it goes bad, I need to know how far to allow the trade to go because I don't want to just keep letting it go until whenever it feels like it because I have, I had a fear. I kind of still have it a little bit, but there's, there's this fear where you don't want price to just burst in one direction like you get those crazy institutional candles if you don't know what institutional candles are they're just very big body candles that just take off in one direction is usually because there's a lot of orders in that move and most of the time is because the banks are putting in those orders right and the brokers are finally fulfilling those orders so I had or even have sometimes a fear of my trades just taking off in one direction 
So that's why I was so focused on managing my trade. But now I wanted to focus on doing my take profit. So I needed to figure out where does price like to go? Like there's always a reason why price is moving in a certain direction. It's always trying to chase something, right? And I found that price is always trying to go and retest another candle, always. Whether it's the wick of a candle or whether it's the body of the candle, it's always trying to go and retest something. So what I discovered was finding the 50% and the 61.8%, I believe, of a wick or a body of a candle is usually where price loves to go to all the time, all right? And that's basically what I use for my take profits. I either used a FIB tool uh, and had the FIB tool automatically put my take profits or I usually looked for long wicks or long bodies that did not get retested yet. And that's how I figured out my TPs. And the last part was, uh, well, second to last part was psychology. Man, I didn't understand how important trading psychology was until I was struggling with it where I got all my rules or as much rules as I found myself to have at that time. And I just kept entering trades in, putting in trades. Some of them would win, some of them would lose, but I was losing more than I was winning. And it was frustrating because I'm like, damn, man, you know, I, I did all this chart work. I put in so many hours on this chart and yet I'm still losing trades. And that was just partially because I was still focusing on the fact that my strategy does not have to be 100%. And even then, I think I was still focusing on having like an 80% win rate strategy. And in reality, I realized that I don't even have to have 80%. I could just have a little over 50%, even 50% win rate. Like as long as I do within like a week, like a what is my results for that week? If it's 50%, cool, you know? Um, but yeah, I eventually figured out that I don't need some crazy win rate or I don't need so many wins in order to feel like I'm, you know, growing my account. You can still, you can, I can still trade two. I can still have a two to three win to loss record and still be in profit, right? I don't know how much in profit, that I'll be, but I can still be in profit with the way that I trade. As long as my wins are always more than my losses, right? So if I do, well, I guess a two and three would, depending on your your risk to reward, then you know you can be up. But I use a lot of one point five risk to reward. So if I risk one percent on a trade, if I lose that trade, I lose one percent. But if I win that trade, I should win two percent. So if I lose three trades, I lost 3%. But if I win two trades, I win 4%. So yeah, I still would be in profit, right? Two, four, yeah. So I can still lose more than I win, but as long as my wins are more than my losses, we good. I can still have a losing record, you know? Um, but yeah, that's what I focused on. I focused on psychology and making sure that I, I tell myself and I remind myself that I know what I'm doing. I know exactly what I'm doing. Um, I know how to read a chart. You know, I have to constantly convince myself that 
I know, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I know I keep repeating myself, but it's just, it's something that I have to drill into my head in order for me to understand that this is it. I know what I'm talking about and I have to trust my trades, right? Above all else, I have to trust my trades. I will say though, what what I, I'm really proud of, proud of of myself is that during this uh process of learning to trade i never once got unmotivated and i know that may be hard to believe but i love trading so much i would literally wake up i still puffy and i would go straight to the charts now i'm not saying that you got to do that but all i'm saying is that that's just my passion for it and that is why now i teach people how to mark up a chart I don't promise people that they're going to be rich. I don't promise people that they're going to make a whole lot of money because I can't promise that. I can't tell you that everything I'm going to teach you is going to make you money because as soon as you do, it's going to make you money. I believe in my teaching. I believe in my strategies. I believe in all my tips and tricks and they can make you money. But at the end of the day, it's up to you. I can give you all the information. You could spend thousands of dollars on other people's education and other people's teachings, but at the end of the day, I'm not the one putting in the trades for you. You are. You put in the trades, you manage the trades, and it's up to you to figure out how much you know money you're gonna make. Are you gonna use proper risk management? Are you gonna follow the rules? Are you gonna bend the rules? Are you gonna create your own strategy? It's really up to you. So that's why I tell people, a lot of people, especially new people or people coming from different companies, they usually ask me, oh, how much money have your clients made? Or how much money do you think I can make? How fast do you think I can make it? And I say, if you're coming to me with the intention of just trying to make money, then then it's not going to go well. It's really not. I'm going to I'm going to still teach you because if you're willing to pay me, I'm going to teach you anyways. Um, and I try to teach you everything that I know. If you ever buy a course, I try to teach you everything that comes to my head that I can possibly teach you as long as it's within a reasonable time because I don't want to hold you forever. I could I could talk. When it comes to trading, I could talk, right? Especially when I'm teaching, I go on for hours. So I have to make sure that I focus on the main points. But with that being said, I'm willing to teach you everything that I know. And I always love teaching people because even if I might not have the lifestyle that you're looking for, the results that you're looking for, something that I say or something that I might teach you might trigger something in your head to be like, oh, snap, maybe let me try that. And that's honestly what happened for me, where I was learning from people who I felt like had a lot of money. And I was only learning so much. Like, it was like, oh, okay, I, I guess I see what you're doing. But it's a little weird because the more money you have, the what I've noticed is that the, the, the traders that I've learned from who have a lot of money, their trading isn't, they're, 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 they start scalping more, I would say. They definitely start scalping more. Um, and I'm not saying all people with money, you know, scalp all the time and I don't have no problems with scalping that's just not my type of trading so I struggled to find somebody who had money who was trading the way that I wanted to trade 
Um, I like either day trading or swing trading. Um, and I don't necessarily have to go for hundreds of pips. I can do a quick 20 pips and I'll be okay. Um, whether you classify that as, as scalping or not, but I really classify scalping as you go into the trade, you don't set a stop loss, you don't set a take profit, you're just staring at the trade, and then you're waiting for it to get a certain amount of pips, and then you close the trade, right? But I'm talking about if I'm gonna do if I'm gonna do a 20 pip trade, I'm setting a stop loss, I'm setting a take profit, I'm set, I'm finding my entry, I'm doing the same process that I would if I was swing trading, just on a smaller scale, right? Um, but anyways, I started realizing that some of the professional traders, the people with money, people with lifestyles that I wanted to live, weren't necessarily trading the way that I wanted to trade. And then I thought about it and I said, okay, well, if they're trading like that, let me try and learn what they're doing because clearly it's working. But then I realized that that really only works, at least for me, that really only works when they have bread, right? When you got money. If you got a couple thousand dollars in your account, and you, you know, you, you throw a, a standard on a trade. Yeah, you're going to make a couple hundred. Cool, I can scalp all day. That's fine with me. But if you have less than $1,000 in your account and you try scalping, doing over leveraging like that, and you miss, bye-bye your account. And that's and that's something that I had to struggle with a lot with over leveraging, right? But I'm going to save that for another episode. So to kind of wrap it up, the process was getting interested in trading, identifying what the heck I'm looking at on this chart, working on my entries, working on my stop losses, working on managing my trade to making sure that I know when to get out, then focusing on, okay, if price does go my way, where do I want it to go, right? How much money am I looking to make? And the last one, was trading psychology all right now for me there was one more step which was convincing myself that i know what i'm doing teaching and that's that's how i that's how i cope with uh sometimes the um the mentality of maybe i don't know what i'm talking about i do know what i'm talking about because i teach this all day long to multiple people right i teach this for a living and I have results from my teachings. It's just I don't have that capital yet to really show people that, you know, I know what I'm talking about. So at the end of the day, it is what it is. Uh, I'm willing to teach anybody who's willing to listen. And thank you for listening to me today. Really appreciate it. Sometimes, you know, these podcasts is even about, you know, getting a whole bunch of views. Sometimes I'm just on here to vent. And that's probably what I'm going to be doing for uh for the rest of this podcast series, whatever I'm doing here, venting. So thank you for listening to me. I catch you on the next one.